is a business leader turned CIO turned digital transformation advisor, a disruptive growth coach, angel investor, and advisor CIO. He co-founded Automotive World's largest CRM program in Tata Motors, which is deployed to 50,000 plus users in 5,000 plus outlets. This helped Tata Motors reach top of CSI in CV and be consistently in top three in the PV businesses. He then took over as Tata Motors CIO and led its digital transformation efforts during his eight years as its top IT leader. In fact, he also modernized the technology and pushed cloud adoption as well as mobile as key IT levers. He then worked with GE Transportation as the international CIO leading IT for its APAC and EMEA regions. He then set up Jagdish Bailwall Advisory to help accelerate organizations and IT ecosystem in the transformation, coaching, and while advising CXOs as well as CIOs on holistic strategies. He's a founder member of CAN, which stands for CIO Angel Network, through which he invested in a diverse set of startups. He also hosts a famous talk on LinkedIn, which goes by the name Clarity Chat, which happens on every Saturday. In fact, he recently completed his 25th milestone. And folks, you know, running a live show consistently for 25 weeks is not a joke. Jagdish, I think kudos to your efforts. Jagdish enjoys golf and trekking. And he also fulfilled his life dream of trekking to Kailash Manasarovar in 2007. And folks, today's episode is very, very special to us. Because we can't believe that we are doing the 175th milestone episode within 19 months. And we are extremely humbled to have Jagdish Belwal part of our show. In today's episode, let's chat with him and also get his insights on a framework on building a strong and resilient you. This is the Guiding Voice podcast series, TGV for a better future. This podcast is for professional students, IT employees and entrepreneurs to shape their careers. Folks, in case if you have not rated or reviewed our podcast on Apple or Podchaser, request you to provide your rating and leave a candid review because every constructive feedback will be taken in a positive way and you'll see us grow. In fact, every rating and review will motivate us to bring in more and more useful content to you. This is your host, Navin Samala, and I have about 18 years of rich and diverse experience in the field of IT. And in every episode, we interact with industry experts or thought leaders or academicians or coaches across the globe to drive some insightful conversations that will help our audience learn some amazing things. Also, we share an interesting trivia or a fun fact towards the end. And folks, you'll acquire more knowledge by tuning into TGV per every minute than any other podcast in this space. That's a challenge from our side. Thank you so much for tuning in. And today we are going to discuss building a strong and resilient you. As announced earlier, we are pleased to have Jagdish part of TGV's journey in shaping the careers and lives of millions across the globe. Jagdish, welcome to TGV. Truly honored and humbled to have you here. Congratulations on, you know, 175th episode of, uh, you know, TGV. And uh, it's such an honor to be uh, part of that 175th episode. I did 25 episodes of my Clarity Chat and I was thinking that, you know, it's, it's, it's great shucks. But, you know, I have really, really many more miles to go before I even catch you. 
<laughs> wish you all the best i'm sure you will do that because i've been following your uh, talk show for quite a long time and sometimes i join for 10 minutes 15 minutes and suddenly my recording comes so there is a lot of conflict but uh, it is going really well and thanks thanks for doing that in fact we are following in the same path and quite quite inspirational <laughs> uh, thank you navin thank you for having me here it's a pleasure pleasure hosting you jagdish jagdish you had crafted an illustrious career for yourself can we briefly talk about your career journey and top 3 things that have helped you so far so uh, navin i grew up in a uttarakhand then i went to any school when i was 10 in a hostel came back into mnnit prayagraj campus selected into tata motors telco got an opportunity to uh, go into it but continued in uh, mechanical engineering pana chalana tha and then i went to hyderabad so that was the first phase of my career being a excavator service engineer spending uh, 15 to 20 days in the field uh, repairing excavators erecting uh, huge 75 ton cranes and getting sun tanned my mother used to be worried about my tan by the way and then to uh, the service headquarters in, uh, in automobiles in mumbai and uh, where i got an opportunity to do some business transformation programs worked on improving the profitability of uh, commercial vehicle dealer workshops I took uh, uh, kaizen from the factory floor to uh, the dealer workshops and improved their you know productivity and efficiency and that's when i was called in to serve on the crm as a founding member and that is starts my second part of my journey which is moving to moving into it I joined CRM as a service subject matter expert but quickly got into like development deployment support and you know all those kind of things we, we were building afresh at that time it was the one of its kind uh, programs uh, which once it became successful was adopted by most of the indian automotive industry so most of the indian automotive companies today are on a centralized uh, dealer management system with a CRM running on top of it and i can probably say that you know we started it in tata motors uh, it has become world's uh, largest one as you mentioned that sort of got me the cio role and uh, that's the third part of my uh, career that means making an impact now much larger than sales and marketing and customers uh, so i took the same uh, learnings and uh, insights and uh, you know started uh, major programs in uh, supply chain manufacturing uh, you know corporate finance shared services and uh, we were able to make a big difference uh, collaborating with cxos running programs very holistically that means technology plus change management plus process transformation uh, etc and uh, that's when ge called so so i'll just add a little bit more having done that uh, you know it was the world of smac social analytics cloud and we became the early adopters thanks to our telematics program which was an iot uh, program which made us move to the cloud and then uh, quickly uh, created a sort of digitalization strategy where we decided to go cloud first mobile first and uh, invested in uh, in in high performance analytics platforms and then uh, we started like broad basing it top down along with the help of the ceo we did uh, you know a workshop to basically get the ownership of all the top leaders 
Tata Motors into digital, and that's still paying dividends. Uh, then it starts my uh, the fourth phase of my journey, which is uh, the G transportation. Uh, I was called by GE. I mean, being a global name, one of the best in integrity and uh, you know one of the best in uh, leadership development. Uh, I couldn't say no. But once I joined them, I think the organization was going through a metamorphosis. They'd taken some bad decisions and uh, was quite a bit of churn in the organization. You've been there, so you know, Naveen, uh, how it was. Um, so it, the, the, that bet didn't work out. And within three years, my business got sold to another one. And uh, I decided to come out and start my own advisory. That's like the fifth phase of my career where I'm learning to be an entrepreneur learning to let go of my inhibitions my you know limiting beliefs and and just trying to reinvent myself and and trying to add value to more and more people beyond just one organization that i had been doing so far so one thing that resonated with me is about the kaizen because since i'm a person with this lean six sigma inclination and all and taking that kaizen from the shop floor to the dealers and all which is quite challenging and i'm sure uh, uh, the dealers might have experienced the benefits out of it and all. And you also touched upon the metamorphosis that happened at GE. Yeah, GE is known for change. Like if someone walks there, like they can work anywhere in the world. <laughs> okay, so now that you have uh, spoken about the five phases of your career, which is very inspiring. Can you uh, share with our audience the top three things that have helped you transform yourself into an advisory CIO? If I have to pick three things, oh, the first one would be curiosity. I have been sort of a learner, explorer, very, very curious guy right from my childhood. You know, most people lose the curiosity after the childhood. I have you that would be one. That means, you know, you're continuously learning, always, always learning. And uh, the second thing would be people. I think whatever we do in this world, whatever difference we are able to make, uh, especially as you grow into the ladders of a career, more and more. It's the people who are making you successful, whether it's your partners, whether it's your subordinates, whether it's your peers. So focus on people, focus on uh, adding value to them, making them successful, mentoring them, passing on you know, your wisdom to them. And that's the second part, uh, focusing on people. And third thing is, uh, I would call it benchmarking or an outside-in point of view. Never evaluate yourself with respect to the past evaluate yourself with respect to from an outside in point of view then many times you are into an industry where you may be the best so look around for another industry where things are happening at a bigger scale at a uh, with better efficiencies than what you're doing so these three things uh, you know have helped me keep learning uh, you know leverage to people and leverage people both as well as uh, continuously look outside for better and better things so that you can keep pushing the envelope. Wow. So curiosity and then people benchmarking, wherein you are trying to have raised bar okay, and continuously improving on that. So one thing that is resonating throughout this conversation is you are really passionate about um, this uh, transformation. Right, that, that has been part of it. And in fact, you have been embracing a lot of uh, challenging opportunities and all. I think that has, might have uh, helped you a lot. And now let me talk about the core of today's conversation, Jagdish. You mentioned like, uh, how do we build a strong and resilient you? And I think that is 
very important in these turbulent times where there's a lot of uncertainty now people are talking about omicron and third third wave so on and so forth so future is truly unpredictable right so how can we be strong and resilient yeah so uh, i know somebody you know once uh, asked me to kind of put you know my own uh, growth into a particular framework uh, and uh, i sort of had to like you know assemble a few things and then convert them into a framework so there are four parts of that framework the first one is the foundation of self the second one is then understanding self and others the third part is co-creating uh, win-win and the final part is amplifying yourself so let me go one by one in the foundation of yourself i would put authenticity and capability authenticity is being who you are being absolutely honest about it and uh, you know i i i don't have any other words than to say that you know being who you are okay now let's look at some manifestations of it uh, being who you are you know so for example you are in a job interview and you know you know what is required for the role and uh, what you don't have the point is that you have the courage to uh, that no i don't have to learn it are you trying to uh, be somebody who you are not so one of the biggest things about successful leaders is they are authentic about uh, who they are they are absolutely honest about what they are not now having said that the second uh, part of the foundation of yourself is capability continuously building capabilities not really looking at uh, those beliefs that limit you that i can't do this i can't do this it's just that you know learn 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 and build capability so so i i i spoke about you know the three pillars of my uh, the three principles of my success learning curiosity would actually uh, you know aid here in terms of uh, you know building capability the third one now we transition start towards understanding self and others our understanding of both ourselves and others is now the first part of it is understanding yourself and which is the power of feedback I had a this lesson of my life in self improvement which was to take feedback so this was my boss i think it was 2005 and uh, i was doing great guns uh, you know we're doing everything right and uh, i had my appraisal with him uh, he told all the good things and then he said jagdish you know you can probably improve in these uh, two or three areas and he started narrating it and i actually retorted i, I didn't like it what i was hearing and i retorted and he said okay sit down have some chikki and uh, he started uh, me a story he said jagdish tell me when somebody gives you a gift what do you do so you take it but what if you don't like the gift or if you hate the gift uh, completely uh, do you still take it i said yeah i still take it and maybe you will then give it to somebody or like you know just put it in your uh, loft i said yeah i said do you ever return it to the person saying no no i don't like it and i said no nah, no and he was jagdish feedback is a gift only those people who love you will give you that gift only those people who want you to be successful will give you the gift of feedback if you don't like it stow it away throw it but don't return it don't retort i think that was the biggest lesson of my life and till date i believe in receiving feedback i believe in seeking feedback actively 
uh, even pushing people to give me some feedback before they leave the room. Okay, and that helps me uh, continuously improve. So feedback to understand yourself better and better, and of course, like you know, to someone who is giving you that gift of feedback, you must also return return the gift uh, of feedback. Now, understanding others better, the next one is empathy. I've written some articles about empathy. This is something you know which goes a long way in our personal effectiveness with others. If we can get into the shoes of others, if we can understand others better, it just improves our own personal effectiveness, our interpersonal effect. Here, uh, a couple of things uh, which I want to mention here in empathy is one is that you know nobody comes to mess up. Okay, so everybody comes to work to do something good. So when somebody messes up, hold back in being critical or condescending, and just try to look at from his or her point of view. Uh, you will find issues much uh, deeper than just a personal capability. It may be the person is not trained, he was not briefed properly, or something or the other, and you fix that issue rather than fixing the person. So that's just one example, you know, in empathy. We talked about uh, the foundation of self, the personal leadership, which is capability and authenticity. Then, you know, interpersonal effectiveness, which is feedback and empathy. Then the next thing is like co-creating a win-win. Co-creating a win-win, the first one is collaboration. I think uh, the way collaboration equation works is 2 plus 2 equal to 5 and 2 plus 2 plus 2 equal to 15 and so on. You know, the more you are able to work together with others, the more is your ability uh, uh, to do bigger things. Just to give you an example, you know, we, we were talking about CRM. Uh, we had five different organizations in CRM where you know, it was uh, Tata Motors, there was a development uh, partner, there was another maintenance partner, there was a deployment partner, and there were like, you know, infrastructure partners and application partners. We were able to do this uh, huge uh, program primarily because we were able to bring together all the partners and and create that one team. Uh, we were able to collaborate beyond organization boundaries. So collaboration doesn't mean only uh, working along with your peers or your subordinate within your organization, peers, subordinates, superiors, but also outside your organization. Today is an ecosystem world. You cannot do anything alone as one organization. So you need to learn to uh, go out and collaborate uh, and, and then do bigger things. So next is finding the leverage. So where do you get the leverage? So first, let's understand, uh, you know, what's leverage? Leverage is like, you know, when you apply X force and you get 3X of the impact. So that leverage comes to you uh, through experts, okay, by uh, connecting strategically. And many times, actually, through your superiors, through yours or some industry stalwarts. To, well, if I have to do something, uh, I can do it at a certain scale. But if I co-opt my boss, if I leverage my boss, right? Or if I even, if I'm able to, let's say, go to my boss's boss and leverage his uh, position or power, I'm able to create a much bigger impact with much lesser force. So many times we tend to act, you know, within ourselves and we don't seek outside help that just limits our own effectiveness. So to create, co-create win-win, you know, one is to collaborate across organizational boundaries and second is to leverage and finally you know comes amplifying yourself 
Uh, I have just one, uh, you know, thing there, which is give back. Now, when you give back, you helping you are helping people unconditionally, and and don't do it for a reason. Don't do it for a barter. Just do it unconditionally, and you will see that whatever you have built in terms of authenticity, capability, feedback, empathy, collaboration, leverage, all of this starts getting amplified. You start actually replicating yourself. You start multiplying. Uh, yourself uh, so ways of giving back are like you know mentor people uh, add value to people help wherever you can uh, wherever people reach out to you and uh, just be uh, grateful for having reached where you are at whatever level you are and then you see yourself uh, you know multiplying your impact that's the framework uh, navin yeah it, it's a very comprehensive framework and uh, definitely i can see that there is a lot of value added in everything that you've mentioned out here right from believing in yourself and then finding out the purpose kind of thing and then uh, seeking clarity and in addition to that leveraging the network like i i loved your statement if you are applying x force and it comes uh, it it produces a result of 3x especially when you work uh, in tandem with rest of the folks probably with your bosses or with our partners and all so thank you so much for sharing that framework now let's assume somebody has become strong right likewise many people will become strong in their probably personality and they are on the verge of getting into the leadership positions and all and there are many of their peers around them as well like what can we do to make them stand out from the crowd what can someone do to be unique so navin i mean you know this seven step uh, framework that i gave you know i mean if you really start following even let's say some of it okay especially the personal part of it you will really be able to uh, you know differentiate yourself let's take one by one authenticity okay i think i think all of us are trying to be someone else you look at our, your resume and and what you really are you are i mean you're you're not what you write in your resume right you're not what you're trying to bring out there are things that you're trying to hide right there are things you are you're basically a little you know shy or ashamed about i mean no need i mean for me i mean why people sometimes respect me is because like i'm pretty open about my weaknesses i'm pretty open about my you know the decisions that i have made badly out there so just be a human just understand that every human has a strengths and weaknesses and be uh, be open about your weaknesses now tell me how many people do you see out there who who are comfortable with you know the negative uh, parts of themselves very few right you start being that you start differentiating yourself as a genuine authentic person right the next thing is that you know everyone is wanting a a much bigger jump uh, you know in in much fewer number of years now that then comes the capability part so are you really capability uh, within yourself you know which sort of gets you the new role so we tend to you know put the put the money and the power up front okay rather than the capability part i would say in fact i was mentoring one uh, security leader and he was i think he had changed some seven jobs in eight years or something like that okay and he was was jagdish how can i become the ceo of a, of a large company and i said what's your time for the two years i said listen uh, you can go you know in a smaller companies you can you know just change and go over to let's say ceo of a very small company in 7 8 years but i think beyond that uh, you will really need to build that capability you know create those credentials 
to prove that you can handle that big stuff that comes with the companies the 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 politics the size of the program the investments that are required and all of that i said slow down slow down okay focus on capability first so far you have been focusing on the package anywhere that you get a better package you have been running after it is it right or not and he smiled and said yes that's that's been my focus i said no start focusing on the capability first okay so you know these are the these are just like uh, you know two uh, things uh, out of that but you know apart from that like you know if how how many people really give feedback generously start doing that you know you'll probably differentiate yourself right being an empathetic person today everyone is like you know after you after uh, their own goals after their own you know anxieties after their own like you know sort of objectives people stop by to like really you know stand in your shoes and look at you do that you will differentiate yourself absolutely it it makes complete sense to me like you mentioned about uh, being authentic like being the real you wherein these days if we look at the social media everybody flaunts their success stories but nobody accepts their mistakes and all right that is what came to my mind when you mentioned about it right and yeah instead of uh, focusing on the packages why do you focus on your own development and the capability because that way at least you don't have to rush nobody is measuring you like should, do you want to be the cxo in the next 5 years or 10 years and even if you get there are you successful that matters most right that all right yeah thank you thank Absolutely. you jagdish very great conversation so far so jagdish now let's talk about your uh, you, you, your five phases of your career which you have uh, crafted very well right and you have worked with uh, so many bosses who have influenced you right so can you share with our audience top 3 leadership traits that you have learned from your bosses i mean uh, my top 3 are the number one is bring the best in your people this is something i learned you know in my first field job uh, when i went to hyderabad i had uh, you know two great bosses uh, my uh, regional manager and my service manager you know they did everything to make people comfortable they did everything to you know let people have fun and not really treat uh, you know work as a burden so they were like so people focused you know they would go out of the way and as a team culture you know we all went out of the way for each other okay and then what happened was that people gave out their best so bring out the best in people doesn't mean that you know you go after them it's like you know you look at them as whole people who have families and kids and you know make the entire you know work experience uh, a little more holistic you know get to know their families you know get to know their children you know uh, organize things with not just like you know the bachelor parties but you know something that involves their families and 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 that's how you bring out the best in people a little more holistically right so that's that's one part the second part i told you about my big lesson on feedback okay i think uh, we have responsibility for improving ourselves by seeking feedback and we can actually uh, you know improve others by giving feedback and as you get into a leadership role uh, the opportunity for you to give feedback to others to help them grow themselves to help them mentor uh, is exponential so i use ability to give an honest and blunt feedback to people and you know make it constructive that means give some suggestion that you know how can you improve this i continue doing it i run a startup with each of my uh, team members there you know we run a, a fortnightly uh, process of 
two way feedback so I, i i tell them what they can do better and and i and i don't let them go unless they tell us what can we do better as an organization so and the third one uh, navin would be uh, enjoy the journey okay so <laughs> in the same office we used to have this uh, these conversations that you know i mean today you're going great you're spending 16 hour days and then you know and 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 you are on a roll you know tomorrow the market slumps and you know goes down you would still be working in states you will probably be getting fired left right and center for not making your you know numbers so what's the purpose of it it's all transient right so so let's do it but let's enjoy the journey as well you know whenever any opportunity enjoy the journey because the the working world is very very transient you know so if you are just working 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 and you forget to enjoy life you forget to enjoy the company of the great professionals that you are in if you are not enjoying the personal side of people that means you only know people as their roles and not as you know real people i think it's all uh, you know uh, remains transient you know if it it becomes real when you go beyond the work and the deliverables and really uh, you know enjoy uh, with 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 your uh, colleagues and uh, team members your your colleagues and team members should become your friends so from the conversation so far one thing that is uh, standing out is you are so much of people focused that is the first thing second one is feedback be it giving the feedback or seeking feedback i think that that is probably differentiating you from rest of the leaders and thank you for sharing those amazing stuff now let's flip the question and i'm going to ask you uh, to share with our audience what are certain things that leaders should avoid doing my favorite <laughs> uh i think the biggest 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 thing is like you know starting to identify with the chair you sit on you know we start looking at ourselves as you know when we introduce ourselves i'm so and so i'm the cio of so and so company i'm the ceo of so and so company i'm the ceo of so and so company and then you know it basically uh, it gets on your head now i can tell you with my thankfully i always looked at things like a lotus leaf okay that you know you can be inside it you can but you can't let it go to your head so uh, you know when i came out i was pretty comfortable i knew that one i'm not going to get so many calls second there are many people who will not return my calls okay third would be that you know uh, may not have as many friends as i thought i had okay and yeah you know like my one call could get a lot of things done no longer i was clear that i need to be comfortable with all these realities of life which come with the chair okay and which don't necessarily belong to you as a person and therefore i was completely comfortable with it and i didn't really uh, face that bigger disruption that people face generally when they come out of a work life and when they retire right uh, because because it you know the whole power thing gets uh, becomes an expectation uh but even at the i mean for even people in their uh, roles i think you will bring build long term relationship long term personal value if you don't let it go to your head if you use power as a means to help others as a means to make a difference to your organization to people at large to society i come from tatas so you know that that ethos uh, is there that you know use your mission profits to uh, help the society so uh, that's the biggest thing i would say if you want me to add a couple of more i would say uh, the second thing that comes with the uh, you know growth is start thinking that i know everything 
and uh, knowledge in the world is continuously expanding so you will never know everything and people should not think they know don't they know everything they should be curious they should be looking out reaching out and uh, you know and engaging uh, the experts and uh, the third thing uh, it gets on my nerves is like you know when people treat other people badly especially when they're in a position of power and they think that you know they can do anything i i really uh, really lose myself on that sure i think uh, quite a lot of uh, <coughs> nuggets of wisdom out there this has been fabulous conversation and lot of uh, tips on the leadership and uh, one can really follow them to become stronger and stronger and stand out from the crowd now let's talk something personal like you went on this uh, kailash mansar over trekking right and especially when your kids were too young and all what motivated you to get there like it's a very difficult trek right so the first thing is that i always wanted to do that i never had the means to do that you know because it's it costs a lot of money so and that you know around the time i went on this track i had become synonymous with crm i was like so passionate and so deep into it that you know it was like people used to say crm equal to jagdish jagdish equal to crm and that kind of became an identity crisis for me that you know is it like really that i'm crm will i ever be able to do anything in you know uh in this world it the rest of it is like you know just uh, you know taking the signals uh, from the universe uh two days before the deadline i saw it in a paper that you know the advertisement for the yatra was there uh, i just applied for it uh, and once i got the confirmation then i started preparing myself um i started like doing two hours of walks and you know like going up and down the stairs just to prepare myself physically for it but you know around the same time what had also happened was uh, i had become very very unhealthy in my habits you know because to sustain yourself working you know 12 to 15 hours of uh, you know every day i was like you know i had resorted to you know i i used to smoke at that time i used to have you know vodka and but uh, tobacco pan and all of that you know i used to drink like two three times a week i bloated and uh, i also again you know looked at is it me the answer was no because i was like you know till my 12th class i was a very idealist and i actually used to give long lectures to people you know uh, if i found them you know smoking or doing tobacco and i was like boss i've lost myself somewhere in this entire race and so i uh, took the plunge and it was a journey in self discovery uh, i wanted to be away from the world i wanted to be away from family work everything so you know and the entire yatra you don't get internet connectivity and i just wanted to reflect and reflect which i got an ample of ample opportunity uh, during those 30 days i sort of lost my bad habits for some time some of them came back again <laughs> so it's always a struggle uh, but it was a tremendous journey in self discovery it was also a a big tussle of mind over matter there were many times i had taken a vow that i will that i will not ride a pony during the entire 220 km trek okay but there are times when you know you you simply get tested you know the the pony is like going next to you and you're completely drained out and it's like you know can you go on and i got a lot of my insights on how to go on you know uh, just by like mind over matter so let me give you a a, a big highlight from my uh, trek which is trekking for about 45 kilometers on a limb so this happened uh, you know uh, towards the end of the yatra so it was we were coming back it was all downhill descent uh, trek 
and we had 45 kilometers left in the trek and we were playing cricket and i sprained my uh, left foot and it actually bloated okay uh, i had taken the vow that you know i'm not going to ride a pony so i said no i want to do that so i nursed my foot uh, and the next day morning i was limping people were like sympathizing and going away and uh, i first cried and uh, then came anger anger on myself and you know on this whole uh, thing i decided that i'm going to master limping today and uh, so people waited for me they went ahead and they realized i'm not there so they waited for me so i didn't stop i went right ahead of the pack and i co-opted one of our best trackers uh, you know who was always ahead mr raidu and i said raidu garu you know you have to uh, you know help me limp okay and uh, you have to support me he was a nice man so you know i sort of figured out that you know at what angle if i put my left foot it pains the least okay and then i continuously repeatedly i just started doing that and uh, to the next camp that day uh, the two of us were the first to reach there okay with a limp then next day was another 25 km this was about 18 km next day was another about 25 uh, 26 km and it was raining uh, heavily that day so but it was the last day of the trek so somehow managed you know fell down twice wet uh, myself completely changed my clothes once limped 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 and finally uh, reached uh, the bus which then took us back after that i go blank what happened to my foot <laughs> uh. <laughs> but this but this was this was sheer mind over matter and i think you know one of my best uh, memories and when somebody says i want to give up i give this example why you can't give up it is sounding very scary actually like i i i'm sure you might have undergone a lot of physical pain and agony and all right and did you go along with your luggage or how was it the entire trek also oh, this is interesting so you know this is more like a ch- airline kind of process okay so you are for about a month mm you are going for about a month so you really have to carry a lot of provisions and you know clothes and all so what you do is you carry a small bag with yourself and maybe a small bag with your with your uh, pulley okay mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, holder as they call it and the rest of it you actually just submitted as a check in baggage okay and uh, you know, the there are pictures of ponies you know which carry them to the next uh, one through a shortcut oh okay, okay. got it got it yeah I, i think you are going to cherish this forever and uh, definitely a wonderful example for never give up attitude this has been a fabulous conversation so far and now let's shift the gears and would like to know more about you from your personal perspective yeah. and i would like to kick off a rapid fire round if you are ready sure 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 absolutely All i right. love rapid fire <laughs> okay great and i'm i'll try to make it as interesting as possible and you can answer very crisply all right so yeah. let me fire the first bullet jagdish given a chance to time travel would you sure. travel to past or future i would definitely travel to a past without gadgets <laughs> <laughs> yeah makes sense actually in fact um, gadgets though they were created for productivity but we became unproductive by using them right these keep coming between you and me between me and my wife between me and my kids you know i would love to be without them yeah fair enough yeah all right let me move on to my next question jagdish if you were to be reborn right who would you be jack nicklaus the great golfer great Let me move on to my next question. Jigdish, what would be one random skill that you would like to learn? 
something I love, but I have never been able to learn, which is, you know, music. I tried learning tabla, couldn't learn it. I tried my hand at guitar, I couldn't. I, I somehow, I really love music a lot. I'm part of those late night musical, uh, you know, uh, groups who are singing at the top of their bad voice. Like long. I could never be. Oh yeah, I wish you all the best. I think I, I hope you'll find some time to learn and good luck on that. Let me move on to my next question, Jagdish. This is my favorite question. Okay, so what has been a question on your mind for which you never got an answer so far? Huh. Why can't we be free? <laughs> Do you think we can be? I haven't got the answer yet. <laughs> resonate with you. Completely resonate with you. All right. Let me bring the last bullet out of the rapid fire. So, Jagdish, what would be one message that you would like to give to your own younger version? Um, I would say don't try to control everything. Uh, life takes its own course. So, you know, the goals are there. But, you know, I think we need to enjoy the journey. So, don't let anxiety get the better of you. Don't let various goals and milestones get the better of you. Enjoy the journey. So I want to narrate a you know small incident here. When I joined Tata Motors in '95, you know when the IT was at its like you know peak, everyone, all of us GTs, we got a chance to get into IT. Okay, and I was one of the few people who said I don't want to do it because I'm a mechanical engineer. Mujhe pana chalane. I want to work as spanner. Okay, uh, spanner and hammer. Uh, and fast forward, you know, then when I was a service engineer. I used to dream of becoming a service head. Then I moved to automobiles. I used to dream of becoming a service head in automobiles. And then I got into something completely new, which was CRM. Okay, And uh, there I could, I didn't know where I want to be. Okay, And finally, I became CIO. And ironically, I became the head of, uh, you know, an IT-related department, which is CRM. Exactly... Um, I think around 10 to 12 years after I rejected IT as a career option in the first place. I became a CIO where in the second year of my career, I had rejected IT department as a, as a chosen department, even when everybody wanted to go for it. So as I look back, you know, life takes its own course. You just have to do what your heart says and, uh, and enjoy the journey. That's the most important thing. Wow. Enjoying the journey. Yeah, that's quite important because we, we need to have those, uh, we need to reminisce those memories in future and uh, probably, yeah, make, make a mark for ourselves. All right. So this has been fantastic rapid fire. With that, let me flip back to the mainstream and ask you one final question for today's conversation. Jagdish, what will be your one piece of advice to those aspiring to make big in their careers? Yeah, I would say first thing, you know, get out of your comfort zones. Uh, your comfort zones are sometimes made up of your belief systems. I can do this. I can't do this. I can do this. I can't do this. Right. This is tough. This is easy. Okay. So I think get out of those voices and uh, try to do something that really makes you uncomfortable. Second is, uh, you know, there are no shortcuts, you know, so do your part, build capability. Don't be after a package. Be after, you know, be after building some capability, which has, uh, you know, you. You may change less often, but you may get bigger raises. Third thing is, uh, uh, you know, trust the destiny. I just narrated to you, you know, how I got into, a, you know, I made success in a career which I rejected in the second year of my, uh, you know, starting my career. So uh, you just have to trust the destiny that it takes you where <laughs> you are supposed to go. 
and i think the biggest uh, thing is enjoy the journey uh, don't let the stress get better of you don't let anxieties get better of you enjoy the journey and kali friends enjoy the journey with your family your kids and uh, yeah that's how you can make the whole uh, you know thing more meaningful actually quite an enlightening conversation so far i i loved each and every bit of uh... Uh, stuff that you have mentioned and i'm sure it's going to benefit our audience immensely so jagdish thank you so much again for joining us and being part of tgv's journey in shaping the careers and lives of millions across the globe thank you navin it's uh, it's been a pleasure uh, talking to you i think uh, very very intelligent questions i must say oh thank you thank you <laughs> All right so folks before we move into the trivia section here is a small request to all of you in case if you have loved this conversation just like i did and if you find it useful request you to share with at least three of your friends or colleagues who can benefit from tgv thank you so much in advance all right now let's hop on to the trivia segment of today's episode so today we had a very deep discussion around building a strong and resilient you and i like to bring a question around one of the resilient leaders abraham lincoln and today i would like to share a least known fact about the great leader abraham lincoln do you know he was uh, inducted into the wrestling hall of fame not many people knew the fact that abraham lincoln was a wrestler as a young man and uh, in fact one stunning fact is that he was defeated only once in approximately 300 matches quite surprising isn't it that's all for today thank you so much for tuning in There's more in store, folks. Stay tuned. Take care. Be safe. Until next time. Bye bye. We are signing off for today. See you all in the next episode with another wonderful guest and cover an amazing topic.